Welcome to Come and Reason with Christian psychiatrist and author Dr. Tim Jennings. Together we will reason through complex issues to find evidence-based answers that harmonize scripture, science, and our life experiences. I'm your Come and Reason host, Charles Mills. If you spend any time reading Bible books like Daniel and Revelation, you might find yourself a little confused. All those graphic images and symbolisms may leave you scratching your head in frustration. Hey, you won't be the first. What we need is a little insight into what we're supposed to be learning from books such as these and from Bible prophecy in general. Well, Dr. Jennings is here via Skype to help us gain a little focus on Bible prophecy and how we should approach that subject. Dr. Jennings, the time is yours. This is a great topic for us to focus on, especially at this time in human history, what we see happening around the world. But the first question we approach Bible prophecy, in my view, is to ask, what is the primary purpose of Bible prophecy? Some, and I was raised in a kind of persuasion that believes that Bible prophecy is to give us a glimpse of the future, to help us predict tomorrow's events. I'm going to suggest that's a false premise. Hmm. That's not its purpose. Hmm. The primary purpose, according to Jesus in John 14, 19, is this, quote, I have told you now before it happens so that when it does happen, you will believe. believe. So Jesus says the prophecy is not so that you can know the future, so that you can know God knows the future. Mm-hmm. So that you can know God knows the future. Yes. <laughs> not so that you can know the future, <laughs> so that you can know God knows the future. So that you can know that God is in charge, so that you can have faith, you can have trust, you can have confidence, you can stop worrying, you can put your life in his hands, you can stop worrying about tomorrow and how it's going to turn out as long as you are following God's will for your life today. The primary purpose of Bible prophecies, number one, is to let you know that God knows the future, he knows how it's going to turn out, and then I'm going to suggest this, to I think it's going to shock a lot of Christians, that the primary purpose of Essentially, all Bible prophecy is an overarching theme to point you to the end game. And the end game is God is going to destroy sin and Satan and save and heal all who trust him. And we get a new home, the earth made new. That's the overarching theme of all Bible prophecy. Many of them have lots of little details that are significant to points in time, but I'm going to take you through a bunch of them now, and I want to show you how essentially every one of them is simply saying, trust God. He's going to save you and destroy sin and destroy the enemy. Trust God. That's the message through the whole thing. That sounds like a very godly message. (laughs) When you talk about God and his love, that sounds like something he would do. And that's what the message of the whole Bible is, and that's what the message of Bible prophecy is. But many people, and I think the devil tricks people to get caught into all this little detail and fascination to become kind of basically fortune tellers. Except that I don't use tarot cards, and I don't use a crystal ball. I use Bible prophecy, and I can tell you, I remember the 1970s, and I remember a lot of books written that 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 Russia was going to come do this and do that, and they became fortune tellers. And there's so many millions of dollars made off this stuff. But Almost every one of these is false. It's no different than picking up a tarot cards or going to a, a regular fortune teller because the Bible prophecy is not given so you can be a fortune teller. It's given so that when it happens, you will know 
that God knows the future and you can have faith and trust in him. Wow. And so let's go through these, yes, okay? Yes. And if we start getting short on time, tell me so I can speed up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Genesis 3.15, God speaking to the serpent immediately after Adam and Eve sins, and God says to the serpent, I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your offspring and hers, he will crush your head and you will strike his heel. Mm-hmm. Here's the first prophecy in the Bible. And what's the theme? Jesus is coming to destroy sin and Satan and save people. Mm-hmm. That's the theme, isn't it? Yep. That's the message. Yep. Yep. Okay, here's another one. Genesis 22, 17 and 18. God speaking to Abraham. I will bless you and multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven and the sands of the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gates of their enemies in your seed. All the nations of the earth will be blessed. What's the theme? If you understand the seed that Paul tells us is talking about Jesus, the Messiah. Jesus is coming to destroy sin, Satan, and save people. That's the message of this prophecy. Just letting us know that he'll be coming through Abraham's family tree. Here's one to David. The Lord declares to you that the Lord himself will establish a house for you. When your days are over and and you rest with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring to succeed you, who will come from your own body, and I will establish his kingdom. He is the one who will build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father, and he will be my son. Your house and your kingdom will endure forever before me. Your throne will be established forever. So what is this referring to? Who's the son of David who comes to rule on his throne? Jesus. That's Jesus again. The prophecies about the Messiah coming to destroy sin and Satan and save people. Here's one out of Isaiah chapter 9. For unto us a child is born, a son is given, a government will be on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom and establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time forever. So there we have the Bible confirming what I was saying in the previous one. And what's the message of this prophecy? Jesus is coming to destroy sin and Satan and save people. Here's another one. Zechariah's prophecy in chapter 3, when Joshua the high priest is standing before the Lord, and Satan is accusing Joshua the high priest, and the Lord rebukes Satan and says, take away Joshua's sin and put on him clean, righteous robes, and this not a branch plucked from the fire. Mm -hmm. And so again, what is the theme? Satan is an accuser, but Jesus, our Messiah, plucks us from the fires of sin, destroys sin, destroys Satan, and saves people. Here's one, Zechariah 6, 12 and 13. Tell him this is what the Lord Almighty says. Here is the man whose name is the branch, with a capital B, and he will branch out from his place and build the temple of the Lord. It is he who will build the temple of the Lord, and he will be clothed with majesty and will sit and rule on his throne, and he will be a priest on his throne, and there will be harmony between the two. What's the theme of this prophecy? Jesus is coming to build his spirit temple, destroy this temple, and I will restore it and build it in three days, okay, to destroy sin and destroy Satan and to save people. Haggai 2, 6 through 9. This is what the Lord Almighty says. In a little while, I will once more shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land. I will shake all the nations, and and the desired of all nations will come. And I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord. The glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house. In this place, I will grant peace, declares the Lord. He's talking about the second temple and its glory because the desire of all nations will come. And who's the desire of all nations? Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, That's right. He's coming to destroy sin and Satan and to save people. 
prophecy of Joel, chapter 2, 28 to 32. And afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. Even on my servant, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. I will show wonders in the heavens and the earth, blood and fire and billow and smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. What's the theme? Jesus Jesus is coming to destroy sin and Satan and to save people. Mm -hmm. Jeremiah. This is Jeremiah chapter 29, 10 and 11. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my gracious promise to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. This is the promise of the returning Israel after the seven years of captivity because Israel has a purpose. And what's their purpose? To be the avenue for the Messiah. This is a promise, again, that Israel will not be destroyed. The avenue for Messiah will be kept open. And thus, this is the promise that that Jesus is coming. Now, Dr. Jennings, why was it so important that God say this over and over and over and again? I mean, didn't people believe him the first time? throughout all history, the, the different generations come along, and so he's telling all the generations yeah. w- over and over again. But what about, I'm just trying to tell people today, look in your scripture, yes, see yes, the message. Yes, How about yes. Daniel's prophecy of the multi-metal man in Daniel chapter 2? And we know Babylon and Medo-Persia and, and yeah. Greece and Rome, but then the feet made of clay. And how does the prophecy end? A rock not made from human hands yes, crushes yeah. it, and an everlasting kingdom is established. This is Jesus coming to destroy sin and the sin world and Satan and establishes everlasting kingdom. How about Daniel's vision of the beasts in chapter 7? When it talks about in the vision at night, I looked and there was one like the Son of Man coming to the clouds of heaven. And it says his dominion will be an everlasting dominion and will not pass away. And his kingdom will be one that will never be destroyed. Again, the message of coming Messiah, destroy sin, destroy Satan and an everlasting kingdom. Malachi in chapter 3, I will send my messenger to prepare a way before you, and the Lord you're seeking will come. He will come as a refiner's fire and a launderer's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. He will purify the Levites and make them like gold and silver. Again, what's the theme? Christ is coming to cleanse us from sin, to restore his people. Malachi, another prophecy in Malachi, the day is coming, will burn like a furnace. The arrogant and the evildoer and the stubble will be burned away. All these things the Lord is going to do. And what's he, again, the prophecy? Destroying sin, destroying evil, and restoring his universe. And we're not going to read the rest, but let's just just run through them. Matthew 24, Jesus' prophecy. What's it about? Destroying sin and Satan and saving people and restoring the earth made new. Paul's prophecy in 2 Thessalonians about the man of sin and the second coming of Christ. Again, destroying Satan's sin and the second coming. The prophecies of Revelation, the seven churches. How do every prophecy of the seven churches end? With the promise that they who overcome will inherit and live eternally with God. The prophecy of the seven seals, the prophecy of the seven trumpets. How do they all end? Have I made my point, Charles? Absolutely. They end in heaven. Even the Old Testament was pointing to the second coming. Again, yeah. the rock that destroys the, the thing, it was the second coming. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah, all yeah. pointing to the eternal destruction the eternal of destruction. sin and Satan and the restoration of his creation to perfection. This is the theme. And so when we see the events transpiring in a shorter duration of time, like the, the nations rising and falling, we are to then remember I told you these things beforehand so that when you see them happen, you may believe, believe that God knows the future, believe that his plan is being worked out, and believe that sin will be destroyed, and if you trust him, you will have eternal life. 
I gotta say, Dr. Jennings, that's a whole lot more comforting and enjoyable than trying to figure out, now, what did they mean by those words and how do I apply them to right now? What does that mean to me? Is the government doing that? Is this country doing that? No, no. When we read these prophecies, what you tell us, when we read these prophecies, we are to be comforted that God knows what's going on. He knows the future. He knows what's coming and he can prepare us best to meet that future. Am I right in saying that? You're exactly right. That's the problem primary purpose of the prophecies. They can certainly have secondary purposes to help us have insight into specific things that have transpired. But as we correlate a prophecy to history, it is so that we can have confidence. God knew it didn't catch him by surprise. Not so we can be fortune tellers. You know, on a previous program, we talked about godly versus ungodly power, and that number five on that list was the power of love and truth combined. And these prophecies can show people that here's love, but now listen, this happened. That's truth. It's combining love and truth together when we see prophecy fulfilled. Am I right? That is exactly right. And that is where we really stand on solid ground, is when we look at the prophecy fulfilled rather than trying to prognosticate interpretations that are uncertain. Such powerful, powerful and positive messages from Dr. Tim Jennings here on this program and also on his website, comeandreason.com. There are blogs there, books are there, articles, television programs, lots of good material and resources. And you can listen to these radio programs, again, share them with your friends. That's all at comeandreason.com. Dr. Jennings, as always, thank you so much for sharing these words of wisdom and guidance for us. Appreciate it. Thank you, Charles. And listener, until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Dr. Tim Jennings wishing you God's presence in your life. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for spending time with us today. To continue the journey, I urge you to visit comeandreason.com. Here you'll find many excellent resources to help you gain a deeper understanding of the God we all love and serve. That's at comeandreason.com. This is Charles Mills, along with Dr. Tim Jennings, inviting you to join us the next time we come and reason together. <music>